2: If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for our next episode of Top Secret. And I should note that there's uh, probably one and maybe two uh, lost episodes in between the episode that we played uh, last week and this week. Uh, these, the log is a little bit um, unclear on that. Uh, But it's also important to mention that the series did uh, shift focus when it returned for the fall. Uh, It shifted from a series set during World War II to talking about the Baroness's uh, adventures uh, in the then modern era of 1950 and the Cold War. So with that uh, advice, let's go ahead and take a listen to today's episode of Top Secret. The original air date, September 18th, 1950, and the title is Confession.
3: This assignment began because of my friendship for Mary Bryant. It ended in tragedy. I can still hear that voice, laughed, expressionless, no longer the voice of a man, but the voice of a thing.
1: Religion is the opiate of the masses. There is no God. Religion is the opiate of the masses. There is no God.
3: Over and over, with no meaning, no expression, this is what they did to Jerry Bryant. They broke his mind. I was given the assignment of finding Jerry Bryant and bringing him back because of a letter. A letter written to Mary, his wife. A strange, mysterious letter which no one could understand. There was evil in it and danger. A danger that was intangible, unseen. Two months ago, at 11 in the evening, my telephone rang. Hello?
4: Karen, it's Mary Bryant. Can you come over right away? Tonight? Yes, right away. I've been trying to get you all day.
3: Mary, is something wrong?
4: I got a letter from Jerry. A letter? Yes. From where? Bulgaria. Karen, please come quickly.
3: I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yes? Mr. Hall.
0: Yes. Who is this, please?
3: Karen Gazel.
0: Oh, yes, Baroness. How are you?
3: I'm all right. I just heard from Mary Bryant. She got a letter from her husband from Bulgaria. Have you heard anything new? Yes. Can you tell me about it?
0: Would you like to be assigned to the case, Baroness?
3: Is there a case?
0: Yes, I'm afraid there is. It would seem that your friend Jerry Bryant is a communist.
3: Oh, but that is utterly ridiculous. I don't believe
0: it. Well, can you come to my office in the morning? Certainly. Uh, Bring Mrs. Bryant with you. Yes. I have a recording I particularly want her to hear. A recording? Yes, yes. I'll be in my office at 10 o'clock in the morning.
3: Yes, Mr. Hall. Good night. I had known Mary Bryant for 10 years... before the Nazis murdered my husband in Vienna. She had visited us in our home there. They were good Americans, both she and her husband. Jerry had inherited one of the largest fortunes in the country. He was president and owner of Bryant Industrial Chemicals Incorporated... It was unthinkable that he could be a communist. When I arrived at the apartment on Park Avenue, I needed only one look at Mary Bryan's stricken face to know that something was very wrong. Very wrong indeed.
4: Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic that Jerry could have written such a letter.
3: Mary, tell me the story quietly from the beginning.
4: You know most of it. Sailed on the Queen Mary two months ago for a three-week trip to Europe. On business? Yes.
3: Brian Chemicals has plants
4: all over the world. Jerry went over to inspect some of the European factories. Where? Berlin, Hamburg, Paris, uh-huh. and I think Rome, Prague, and Sofia. And you haven't
3: heard from him for how long? Six weeks. When
4: was he due home? It's a month late. Oh. I got a postcard from him written at Le Bourget Field in Paris. It was dated June the 18th. He said he was flying to Sofia that night and that he'd be home in two weeks. And nobody has heard from him since? Nobody. I telephoned the office in Paris, talked to the man who saw him off for Sophia that night. Nobody here has heard from him. Nobody in Paris knows where he is. The American legation in Sophia haven't heard from him either. He's vanished, literally dropped off the earth. I'm so worried I'm almost sick.
3: Oh, Uh, let me read the letter again, please. I know something's happened
4: to him, Karen. This letter just doesn't make sense. He's never written me a
3: letter like that in his life. Is it his handwriting? Yes. You are sure? Yes, Karen, I'm sure. May I look at it again? She handed me a letter, a single sheet of plain white paper, in an envelope postmarked Sophia. The sentences were short and stilted. They did not sound like Jerry Bryant.
1: staying in Sofia for good. Do not worry. I am fine. I am happy. I cannot live any longer in America. I am giving up everything to work for the cause. Communism is the only hope. Don't try to communicate with me, Jerry.
3: It's
4: insane. It's absolutely crazy.
3: Mary, intelligence assigned me to find Jerry.
4: Oh, Karen, I'm so glad.
3: My chief, uh, Mr. Hall, wants to see you. We are to go to his office tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock.
0: Of course, Mrs. Bryant, you understand that it is possible the letter is genuine.
4: Mr. Hall, will you stop saying that, please? There is no possibility the letter is genuine. He was forced to write it. I know he was forced to write it.
3: I know that he couldn't write a letter like that of his own free will. I agree with Mrs. Bryant. I know her husband, too. He couldn't have written that letter.
0: I would like you both to listen to a recording. We monitor Radio Sophia as a matter of course. A week ago, the announcement was made that a Mr. Jerome Bryant, president of Bryant Chemicals Incorporated, would make a speech later that evening. A speech? Uh, The recording, which I'll play for you, is an actual transcription of the broadcast as it was made in Sophia. I'd like to know whether or not this is your husband's voice.
4: Have you heard this, Karen? No.
0: It's rather a
1: shocking record, Mrs. Bryant. The truth everywhere can oh. be known. This is Jerome Bryant of New York City. Yes, it's him. I'm Shh. speaking from Sylvia. Speaking to the world so that the truth everywhere can be known. I was a Wall Street warmonger. I am or was a member of one of the richest families in Ross, America. what's he
4: What I'm saying? talking Shh. about I know Get and quiet.
1: I swear it is the truth. Day after day I attended meetings... ...meetings held behind closed doors... ...meetings at Wall Street... At ...which Wall Street millionaires planned in human life... ...their dealings and suffering and blood. Oh, he's crazy. They've Americans driven him crazy. do not care how much you blood is spilled... ...as long Bryant. as the dollars keep rolling in. I myself has participated in discussions... ...where the subject was how much money could be made... ...out of selling arms and ammunition... ...to the poor half-savage natives... ...to kill themselves with in civil war. You can prove my story... ...by going down to the foot of Wall Street... ...where it meets with Broadway... Right at the end looking down that street of Greed is my office. Right at the end of Wall Street where it meets Broadway, facing east.
3: Shut it off. That Mr. is where Hall. I have Shut myself it off.
1: plan how much money I could make out of human Sickening. Life.
3: Just sickening. At the foot of Wall Street, corner of Broadway. Do you know what building faces East Building? What building? The building where those meetings were supposed to be held is Trinity Church. That day, I began my preparations to go to Sofia and get Jerry Bryant. Intelligence took care of the details. Passports, visas, papers, Communist Party card, a letter of introduction from an American Communist, whose name I cannot tell, but uh, who is in reality one of our most trusted agents. I had one last interview with my chief, Granville Hull.
0: Well, Baroness, I guess we've thought of everything.
3: Yes, except my contact in Sofia.
0: Oh, uh, he has a dozen names, a dozen professions. At the moment, he is a porter in the Royal Hotel. Oh. His name is Daudet, Franz Daudet. He was born in France. Now is a naturalized American and one of our best operators. You will contact him by a number. A number. He has in his possession a U.S. one dollar bill. The number is A one two one three two o six eight F.
3: A one two one three. 2068F
0: right remember it don't write it down if we can get Jerome Bryant back here we can prove that every so-called communist confession in the past has been extorted
3: i'll do everything i can
0: i know you will but remember this is completely unofficial completely in espionage there is no protection in danger no recognition even in death
3: i know that mr hall and i know too that my first mistake will be my last That night, I flew to London, the next day to Paris, and on to Sofia. I had a complete set of forged papers and also an American passport for Jerome Bryant. I had money, a great deal of it. Two days later, I was in a room at the Royal Hotel. As a precaution, and so that I would have at least one friend in this strange, unfriendly, nervous city, I searched out Franz Daudet and asked him to come
5: to my room. Porter? Yes, ma'am. Come in. Is there some way in which I may assist Mamselle? That depends. On what? On how much money you want. <laughs> Mamelle speaks in riddles. Perhaps a dollar bill. An
3: American dollar bill.
5: Go on, ma'am.
3: With a number. One two. One three. Two O.
5: Six eight F. Right.
3: Who are you? U.S. intelligence, assigned to Sophia. I have papers in the name of Freiland Brunner a stateless person's passport, and a communist party card.
5: You know about me?
3: I know that your name is Dodet.
5: You may call me Franz. Dial 274, the porter's office. What is your assignment?
3: To find a man named Jerome Bryant, a United States citizen. Then, follow the months of total inaction. The long, slow struggle that only a spy can understand. Every move had to be considered. I began to make contacts with important communists. I began to collect information about the Ministry of Political Integrity. The commissar was a man named Moniloff. How I made friends with him does not matter. In espionage, as in love and war, all is fair. It took bribe money, and a lot of it, to find out that Jerome Bryant was being held a prisoner in the experimental wing on the ministry building in downtown Sofia. At the end of two months... Comrade Manilov was in love with me. I encouraged him in every way I knew, and I know many, many ways. At last, after some rather strong drinks, he himself brought up the subject I had been wanting so long to discuss.
6: You know, I've been wondering if you might be able to help me. <laughs> oh, Yuri, you
3: have only to ask me, you know that.
6: We're having some difficulty with an American prisoner.
3: A man named Jerome Bryan. Yuri, do not talk about your business. I have some more wine.
6: This is important. Dr. Mushevsky has been experimenting with him. Hypnotism done electrically.
3: Hypnotism? He has
6: been making broadcasts for us. Excellent broadcasts. But lately, something seems to have happened to him. He keeps calling for his wife. I thought perhaps that... uh, That what? That you might be able to comfort him a little. In these experiments, the subjects' every whim must be gratified. We want the surrender to seem self-induced.
3: <laughs> I understand. Leave it to me.
6: Come down to the ministry in the morning. I will show you a few of our patients. We're very anxious that the experiments on Bryant be successful.
3: I could hardly conceal my excitement. It had been so easy, so absurdly easy. The next morning, I went to Manilov's office. He took me into the east wing on the second floor... I had been expecting his prison. Instead, behind two heavily locked doors was a bare wooden corridor. Twenty rooms opened off this, ten on each side. Comrade Manilov showed me some of the, the cases. He might
6: be amused at the woman in number seven. She loves to have people look at her. She was formerly very devout. Of course, since religion is merely an additional instrument of class dominance, men will soon not need it to reconcile themselves to life. Of course. Here is her own. Do not speak to her. Just stand in the door a moment. Dr. Bushevsky has been working on her, but something went wrong. We are afraid she will not recover. Marriage will give
4: place to a free union between man and woman. Marriage will... Give place to a free union between men.
3: What's the matter with her?
6: We don't know. She goes like that all day. Free union between men and women. Over and over. She
3: never stops. Some mistakes are to be expected. Call. Goodbye <laughs> I believe
6: she's deaf too.
3: Yuri, this is very uninteresting. Well,
6: come and see Mr. Bryant.
3: say he's an American. Mm -hmm.
6: We are striving for complete domination over his mind. Something has snapped. Dr. Musyevsky is giving him a treatment now. We hope to be able to bring him back. Now, this is it. Number 14. Who is it? Comrade Manilov.
5: Come in.
3: I could hardly believe my eyes. A man was trapped to what looked like an operating table. From metal bands around his head, wrists and ankles... Wires left to a square machine on a desk. I bit my lips to keep from saying his name. It was Jerome Bryant. His hair was matted and uncut. His face was pasty white. His eyes were closed. It took a tremendous effort to remain casual, disinterested. The machine made a low humming sound that seemed to fill the room.
6: Comrade Brunner will be glad to help you, doctor, if there's anything she can do.
5: Yes, of course. I am nearly finished with him. Just half an hour today. He keeps calling for his child. His child? I believe he may mean his wife when he uses the word baby. Oh. Perhaps when he regains consciousness, you might try to soothe him a little. Talk to him gently. Mm. The sound of a woman's voice might prove beneficial. This machine is still experimental. We wish to dominate the mind without causing insanity. And sometimes the smallest details help. Are you finished the treatment? In a few moments. I'll be in my office. We can have lunch when you are through, huh?
3: Yes, Yuri. I'll see you later.
5: I wish to give him a little more. America is bad. America is bad.
1: True honesty is found only in the proletariat. True honesty is found only in the proletariat. Religion is the opiate of
5: the masses.
1: Religion is the opiate of the masses. Speak to him.
3: What shall I say to him? something
5: from the party line. Speak quietly. Go ahead.
3: Democracy
5: is intolerant
3: and decadent.
5: Democracy is intolerant and decadent. Good, good. Sometimes they will not react to any voice but mine. We wish the ideas to become a part of the personality, not a hypnotic state.
3: Is he kept like that for long?
5: No, he's had enough for today. How often do you do this? Every day, for an hour.
3: Mm. Um, is he in pain?
5: No. We send a very light, oscillating current through his temples and wrists. It is the gland injection that causes the delirium. Talk to him yourself. Tell him you are taking the place of his wife, that she does not love him anymore. You can leave the details to me, doctor. <laughs> yes, I'm sure we can. You see, we wish him to make a special broadcast. Oh, when? The day after tomorrow at night, eight o'clock in the old opera house. We would like him to sound perfectly natural, as though the speech was his idea, not ours. Baby, Say, baby. Ah, there baby. it is again, baby. baby. I'm sure it is his wife. Baby. Say something.
3: Jerry, darling, baby. I'm your baby now. Mm.
5: Smell I'm my perfume.
3: Baby. I'm your baby. Come on, smile for me. Well, smile.
5: <laughs> I will leave you with him. You are doing splendidly.
3: Your face is so hot, Jerry. Oh, poor baby, smile at me.
5: If you want me, I will be across the hall. All right.
3: Jerry, darling,
1: smile at me. Jerry. Baby, I'm sick. I'm so sick.
3: Jerry, so look sick at me. I'm... It's Karen. Karen. Uh, Open your eyes and look at me.
1: Marriage will give place to a free union between man and woman. Marriage will... Jerry, what have they done to you?
3: Jerry, listen, it's Karen. America is bad.
1: America... Is...
3: No, Jerry, that's not true. I'm your friend. I'm Karen, Mary's friend.
1: Mary?
3: Mary's safe in New York. Yeah. Jerry, listen, can you understand me? Yes. They want you to make a broadcast. Not tomorrow night, the next night. Do you understand that? Yes. Do exactly what they ask. I'll try to come with you. Tell them you want to see me tomorrow. And that you want me to come to the broadcast. Do you understand?
1: True honesty is found only in the period. True honesty. No!
3: Jerry, no! Jerry, open your eyes.
1: Yes, that's it. Now
3: look at me. Look at me. I'm Karen. Yes. If I can get you out of this building, I can get you home. Do you understand that? Yes. Well...
1: Who am I? America is bad. America Jerry, is please, bad. please. Is trying to buy the world's Stop respect it. With money. Stop it, America Jerry, listen to me. trying to buy the world's respect Jerry, with money. No. America is Jerry, no. The
3: Jerry, no. Jerry, I'm careful. Stop it. Stop it. Come in.
5: You wanted me, mademoiselle?
3: I've been phoning you for an hour.
5: At this hour, the hotel is busy. I'm sorry. It was unwise to come to your room sooner.
3: Franz, I have seen Jerome Bryant. Where? They are holding him a prisoner in the Ministry of Political Integrity. Prisoner? Yes. And he's sick. Very sick. Listen. I haven't much time. Manilov is taking me to dinner. He'll be here any minute. The day after tomorrow, Wednesday, they want Jerry Bryant to speak at a political meeting in the old opera house. The old opera house. A car will leave the ministry about ten to eight. Ten? They'll have to drive down Slavyanska Street. Yes. Right at the park, at the corner of Shipka Street, there must be an accident. Can you get a car?
5: I think so. I have many friends.
3: If you have to, buy one. I can give you any amount
5: of money. Oh, I will need it. Even gasoline is two dollars a gallon.
3: Manilov's car is a black Mercedes. Bulgarian license. 807 CH8.
5: 807 CH8.
3: Yes. There's a stoplight at the park corner. Hmm. Have someone watching. Then you drive out of Shipka Street on their signal, fast. Hit us hard. Mm. If possible, hard enough to make Manilov's car unfit to drive. Leave
5: it to me, Mamselle.
3: It will have to happen very fast. In the confusion, I will get Jerome Bryant out of the car.
5: How? I have a gun. If there is shooting and if the plan goes wrong, you will be finished. I will be unable to help you then.
3: It can't go wrong. It can't.
5: I have many friends, Mamselle. In this country, under the communists, there are only two kinds of people. Those who love communism and those who hate it. Believe me, I have many friends and I will have a taxi waiting at the corner.
3: Wednesday night.
5: At a quarter to eight.
3: Jerry, are you all right? All right. The doctor is coming. We are going for a drive in a car. Do you understand that? A drive? Yes. And there will be an accident. Accident? I told you, we have planned it. The minute it happens... You've got to get out of the car quickly. Do you understand?
1: Understand.
3: The very instant it happens, quickly. I'll be right beside you. Who are you? Karen, I'm Karen. I'm your friend.
5: My friend. Shh. shh, shh. Here he comes. Well, Mr. Bryant, how are you feeling tonight?
3: Hello, doctor.
5: Uh, tonight. Oh, you look very nice, Mr. Bryant. Shaved, dressed, very nice.
1: She's my friend.
5: Of course she is. And I am your doctor, remember? Comrade Manilov is downstairs with his car. We are going to take you to the opera house, and you are going to make a speech, aren't you? Yes. Good. Take his other arm. Yes. And remember, Mr. Bryant, we are all your friends. We are all very fond of you.
3: We left the building and we drove down Slavyanska Street through light traffic. As I had planned, Jerome Bryant and I were in the back seat. Manilov was driving. The doctor sat beside him in the front. When we got to the corner by the park, I saw a man on a bicycle wave his handkerchief. A blue Ford shot out of Shipka Street and crashed into us. For a moment we were stunned. The doctor hit his head on the dashboard and slumped down unconscious. I kept Manilov covered with my gun. And then then Jerome Bryan started to cry, and he wouldn't move. He he just sat there babbling. In a matter of seconds a crowd collected. A policeman helped Manilov out of the car, and in a few seconds the whole scheme had backfired. Quiet.
0: Quiet, you.
6: Yes, sir. Lock them both in a cell for tonight. In the morning, they're to be brought to my office in the Ministry of Political Integrity. Yes, sir. And guard the woman well. She is not what I thought. Yes, sir. I will not forget this Froland Brunner. <laughs> take them away, quickly. Your friend, comrade. Have an you. ambulance come for him. Quickly. And take them away. Take them away. All right, you go. move.
3: Please do not hurt him. He's ill, lost, very ill. Most warmongers are causing the war. Lean on me, Jerry. Here.
1: Take my causing
0: arm. the war.
3: Will you shut up? It. Will you stop it? Stop
0: Boris. it. Baroness. Baroness.
3: What, what did you call me?
0: That car over there, take it. Here are the keys. I work for France today.
4: Oh, thank God.
0: When you are through with the car, leave it parked in front of the American legation. Oh.
3: Three hours later, Jerome Bryant and I were on a plane to Paris. The next day at noon, we took off from Paris for New York. And late that night, Jerome Bryant was at home in his bed. But that is not the end of the story. His mind wouldn't clear. I visited him yesterday, Mary took me up to his bedroom. Karen...
4: Wait, before you go
3: in. What is it, Mary? He's
4: no better. None at all. Mr. Page is with him. Mr. Page? Yes, our minister. Oh. Seems to soothe Jerry when Mr. Page reads to him. He reads him little stories and the Bible. We don't know
3: if he understands them or not. But we've got to get his story from his own lips. They've got to prove that all these confessions are phony. Shepkov, Mincenti,
4: Pobla. The fact that the man in there on that bed was once president of Bryant Industrial Chemicals will prove what he's been through. Yes, but Shh. don't you... Mr. Page
1: is reading to him. Oh, now my head, with my cup Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
4: Jerry, Karen's come to see you.
3: Hello, Jerry.
4: Say hello to Karen, darling. Say hello.
3: The figure on the bed didn't say anything. He didn't have to. The story was all there. The confession written in his face. Written in his staring vacant eyes. Written by the communists. Written in red.
0: You have just heard Top Secret, starring Ilona Massey. Transcribed stories of present-day intrigue and espionage. Here is Miss Massey to tell you about next week's story.
3: Next week, the story of a plot against New York City. A story of ruthlessness, terror, and intimidation. Disaster. Next week on Top Secret.
2: Welcome back. Well, this episode highlights the issue of brainwashing, forced confessions, uh, which was something that communist governments uh, would uh, undertake. Certainly, it was seen in Korea and in Vietnam. And there are many contemporary accounts of their efforts to break people. And it could be a quite brutal uh, process. And I think the episode is at its best when they're talking about that. And when Alona Massey is just playing the sort of anguish of seeing someone you know having been emotionally and mentally destroyed. Uh, I think she does a great job uh, playing that sort of devastation. One thing I really didn't like about this episode is I thought that there was too much narration. The narration was carrying too much of the weight uh, of telling the story, uh, where... It would have been better to have this information being communicated through sound effects. Uh, and particularly when she's describing uh, Jerry's reactions, uh, it would have been better just to hear Jerry uh, react. I think that would have more emotional resonance. I also didn't like that she essentially botched the mission But was able to escape anyway through dumb luck. Well, listener comments and feedback now. And Stephen writes in regarding the episode Midnight for Danger. I thought Karen trusted the landlady because her contact told her his cousin was safe. Of course, once both her contacts were kidnapped, maybe she should have been a bit warier. Good point. Thanks so much for the comment. Uh, Stephen, and uh, that will do it for now. I do want to let you know we have only three more weeks left uh, in Top Secret. We'll actually take one week off and then return on September 9th with our fall series. And I'll let you know more about the fall series as we get closer to it. Uh, in the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net.